Happy holidays, fiends. Uh, it's the mad scientist Anthony Bowman here, and in the true spirit of the holidays, everything went wrong with this episode. Uh, we had sound issues and problems with audio lag. Uh, everything just kind of fell apart at the end. It was it was chaos. But like Dr. Frankenstein before me, I've chopped everything up and stitched it back together, and it seems to be walking around okay. Uh, but if you happen to notice any of the stitches, just know we tried our best. Thanks for listening. It means a lot to us. Uh, really, we can't thank you enough. Okay, take it away, Spooky Piano Man. The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to... Well, we've warned you. We're going to actually do the countdown now. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The spring where the heart should be, Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. All right, so first off, we should say happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Yeah, so it's... uh, When you listen to this, we should be in the the heart of December, and, uh, you know... Uh, nothing makes me feel more like the holidays than those old Rankin Bass uh, Christmas specials, uh, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and The Year Without Santa. Um, so I think, as we mentioned last week, uh, you know, this week we're going to be doing Mad Monster Party, which is not really a Christmas movie, but it's a Rankin Bass movie, and it has that same sort of vibe uh, that just feels so full of like the holiday spirit. Yeah, it's got big Halloween vibes. So, you know, Halloween's part of the holiday season, right? That's the the kickoff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got <laughs> totally. the monsters getting together for a party. It doesn't really they don't really say what party it is. It could be Christmas, right? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean he's he, well, he's celebrating his uh his uh, new discovery. Uh <laughs> but but you know, hey, there, it's just a reason to have the party, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this movie, not only is it a, you know, a party of monsters, as the title would would say, it's actually like the first movie we're watching where like you really get all of the monsters. Um, You know, we've had all the the universal like monster rally movies where they try to get them together. But, you know, even, you know, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. You still just really have the main three with that little cameo from the Invisible Man. Um, but, right. But this, this this one's got the Invisible Man. We've got the creature. We've got a few others, including something called It. Not to be confused with Pennywise, though. <laughs> it is definitely trying to skirt some copyright laws, as we'll get Yeah, to. pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, of course, so we start off, as every Frankenstein movie does, pretty much. We got the scientist in his lab. Um, he's working with like test tubes. He doesn't really have a creature with him. It's, he's more like mixing some stuff. Um, and <laughs> he like pours some liquid on a raven and the raven flies away and explodes. <laughs> yeah, we have the. Of course, we have the the Frankenstein science scene where he like puts the 
the test tube in the lift and it goes up and gets struck by lightning. And then, of course, that's when we know it's done, right? Because it's glowing <laughs> at this point. Right. But yeah, as you said, he puts a little little drop on the raven's, uh, raven's claws. And what happens? <laughs> yeah, it like flies off and then just explodes in the distance. <laughs> Not just regular explosion either. Full mushroom cloud. <laughs> this is some potent stuff, uh... Uh, yeah. the, the Dr. Frankenstein's cooking up. <laughs> and he says that now he's mastered destruction as well as creation. I mean, yes. <laughs> Definitely. He's not wrong. <laughs> it's just a shame, you know, back in the, the Universal days, Larry Talbot really could have used this. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Oof. That would have changed, that would have changed the dynamic of all the movies, though, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we get, like, the creature shows up and, um... Dr. Frankenstein calls him my boy. Uh, so then mm-hmm. you get more of that like sort of like son of Frankenstein thing. And I really like like the character design is very similar. Like the monster has some sort of like the doctor sort of has like a flat top too. Like they have very similar facial mm-hmm. structures. So it feels familial. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, we, we should mention that the uh, mad scientist in this is played by Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get like, the credit sequence which has this like really like james bond kind of sounding music uh like a sort of operatic singer over it and you got like the credit the monsters are credited rather than like you know the actors uh and it's a lot of fun and you got like lots of like pow kind of things like Right, almost like the old Batman movies or something. But it's actually said in the, and that's what kind of like throws me off. It's like every once in a while, it's ah, yep, elch. It's, it's it's like somebody, a random guy, is actually just making these sounds off in the in the background of the set or something like that. Yeah, it's not just like the like right. horn section that you get in the Batman movie or show. Um, yeah, but yeah, so then we get like. We get like bats delivering invitations to monsters all over the world. Um, and it's kind of neat. You kind of get to see monsters in their sort of like home territory. You know, you mm-hmm. get Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You get the the creature from the Black Lagoon. You get a mummy. You get a hunchback. Um, of course, Dracula. Uh, and then, but you also get just this like nerdy pharmacy kid like before we very out of place before we go on to felix can we can we discuss dr jekyll and mr hyde so yeah their intro during the song is kind of amazing i i couldn't stop laughing the moment i saw it because you know dr jekyll's walking down the street randomly decides oh i'm going to take this potion now which that's kind of what he does throughout the whole thing whenever he needs hide he just slugs the potion and immediately turns into the green-faced uh, gnarly looking hide, which great puppet design, by the way, and just runs around, breaks the lamp, breaks, breaks a window right beside him and just causes general mayhem just in the first moments we see him. That is <laughs> great intro to a character. I, I kind of wish the chaos carried over a little bit, but of course this whole <laughs> film's a little chaotic at parts, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> But as you said, we're introduced to Felix. Yeah, so you get Felix, the pharmacy clerk. He's like, I'm not sure the actor, but he's definitely just doing like a Jimmy Stewart impression. impression. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he's like this clumsy pharmacy tech who like keeps knocking. And, you know, pharmacy, this is like, you know, 
old time pharmacy so you got like the soda fountain and the you know it's like the the whole deal and like that kind of come becomes like a sort of like gag where he wants to do like real pharmacy stuff and the 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 owner is like but then who's gonna man the soda fountain and who's gonna put up the displays of you know beauty supplies and whatever right um it, it seems but, like he is kind of the stereotypical soda jerk right <laughs> yeah but yeah so he he gets his invitation and then you you go back to the uh the island the castle and we meet the bride of frankenstein in this i think she's called the monster's mate um mm-hmm. played by phyllis, phyllis diller. diller um and <laughs> she like really chews up the scenery in this uh and like immediately goes into like a song and dance number mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, because this is like a Rankin Bass special, you were obviously it's a it's a musical, um, and she sings this song called "You're Different." That's just, almost feels like a like a My Funny Valentine kind of song. Like it's a love song that's also kind of insulting at the same time. Yeah, very to the monster or Fang. Yeah, as he's as he I believe he's noted in this. Yeah, that was strange. I don't. I mean, I guess that's some sort of like abbreviation of Frankenstein in a way. Yeah. But yeah, he's just Fang. Um, yeah. So then we get. Uh, oh, then we get to meet the uh, the doctor's assistant, who is our first non-hunchback assistant. Right, uh, and she's she is quite attractive as far as puppets go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're definitely like playing her up as like the the you know she's like the sexy redhead. She's mm-hmm. very curvy. Um, and like the doctor sort of like hits on her, uh, he calls her a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a rude thing to say, don't you think? I mean, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, So like you said, she's definitely a femme fatale or, uh, kind of the seductress, uh, stereotype. So then like the, they're talking about the, um, the invitations and the doctor says something about that, like, this party's going to be better because it wasn't invited. Um, <laughs> at the last party, he was a crushing bore. He was always crushing bores with his bare hands. Crushing bores, Anthony. Crushing bores. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was actually, once again, something I laughed at, but I'm, a, I'm an idiot. So anyway. Yeah, this. I mean, this movie, like, I kind of did st- start to wonder like who this movie is exactly meant for because it it has a lot of jokes that will go way over kids heads Mm -hmm. um but it's also really silly so yeah i'm not i'm not but then like you know you get like this you know sexy secretary right um so i don't know i mean i guess you know roger rabbit has like the sexy redhead too and that is more of like specifically a kid's movie so i don't know but it it i guess it's maybe one of those like first kind of movies that you know those Pixar type movies where it's like, we put stuff in there for the grownups and for the kids so that everybody will enjoy it. Yeah. I would argue with you though. I think Roger Rabbit is definitely a film noir and not exactly meant for the kids, but but that's a whole, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. Hey, I mean, I love it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But maybe that's it. I'm in living in denial because I love it so much. (laughs) So yeah, then he they get the doctor says that like, you know, he's excited about Felix coming. He's the child of his younger sister, and she was the white sheep of the family. Right, because you know black sheep, blah 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 blah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but she she but married the, a gentleman by the name of Chuck Flanken. I'm sorry, I called him Franken a bit ago because Flanken sounds like Franken, and that's like a Smith marrying a Smythe. You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they went with that. It just complicates things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the doctor is excited about Felix coming because he wants to retire and turn over all of his secrets to Felix. He's going to be his successor to the like leadership of the uh, the Federation of Monsters. Right. Then we get like uh, this scene with like sailors. They're like getting ready to um, like get a boat ready for uh, for you know takeoff <laughs> right well i, I do um, want to mention though before we cut cut away francesca definitely uh, or the doctor tells francesca you're gonna love felix you're gonna love this guy and francesca's like ominously i'm going to love him to death because she wants his secrets right she wants to be yeah. the one yeah they don't i mean like they pretty much they lean into the femme fatale thing like it's it's not secret for very long that no. like she has some some nefarious designs in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we so we go into a captain uh, and the deckhand. Yeah, and they're they're so they're talking and <laughs> you get this great gag where they're talking about our our only passenger is Doctor Jekyll, and then <laughs> the other guy's like, "Huh? He told me his name was Mister Hyde." <laughs> <laughs> right. Dun dun dun. <laughs> but then we're kind of slow fed all the other monsters that kind of come in at this point. Uh, we've got we've the first one up, I believe, is uh, the hunchback. Aside from, of course, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde uh, is the hunchback and the carrying the mummies uh, sarcophagus. Yeah, and they kind of hire him to help load the ship because <laughs> the crew has all abandoned. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yes, yeah, the hunchback and the mummy in tow and then you get dracula and they see he's in like fancy clothes so they try to like overcharge him and so he's like uh i'll just fly there it just turns into a bat and doesn't actually fly to the island just flies into the boat <laughs> right he's still stowing away damn it <laughs> uh yeah and so then by the time felix shows up they're like scared of what weird thing he might do so they're just like just get on board it's fine don't don't worry about it <laughs> right well i mean they've had the wolfman doing a monkey impression for some weird reason uh <laughs> and then you know like you said the or the invisible man pops up and gives them a nice scare but and so does the creature and a few other things but yeah so they're like fia what are you gonna do just get on the boat <laughs> And then once he gets on the boat, of course, you know, you have all the, because like, he's the, the like nerdy guy, he immediately loses his glasses. And then you get all this like comedy of errors stuff where he's like bumping into people and, you know, he bumps into the wolf man and thinks it's like a lady with a fur coat mm-hmm. uh, and he's all apologetic. And then he like bumps into the invisible man and doesn't know that he's invisible because everything's invisible to him because he's got no glasses. Right. And then they have that scene uh, quickly after where uh, the captain's like, okay, well, it's uh, time for dinner. Invite all the passengers to dine with me, which that's kind of odd, you know. I'm, I'm sure it was pretty <laughs> common for the time. but Yeah, it's like the captain's table kind of mm-hmm. thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, then the first mate goes from, uh, like, room to room and just manages to get scared in every room um, and doesn't really invite anybody. And then Felix, while that's going on, Felix meets dr jekyll and mr hyde um dr jekyll first of course yeah (laughs) and then he turns into mr hyde and just says hide um and he's like oh you want me to hide and he (laughs) thinks they're playing hide and go seek (laughs) 
So then, like, Felix goes and hides and is just waiting to be found. And, of he course... hides in a boat till midnight. I don't know what time they, they were eating, but it surely was longer than five hours, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, like, Felix is just... I mean, they're really playing him up to just be, like, clueless. Yeah. It's so good. And then, like, the the boat finally, like, gets close to the island, but doesn't, like, you know, dock. It Basically, the monsters all kind of have to, like, figure it out. So you have, like, right. the hunchback jumps over carrying the sarcophagus and swims to shore. Uh, and then you've got various other methods. You know, Dracula flies, of course, and, like, um, there's people get in rowboats. And, you know, of course, the creature from the Black Lagoon swims. Then, like, it's kind of confusing because, like, Felix doesn't go at this time and then you just like i guess he was like maybe waiting to get closer or something because he's just like not around for the next scene or two um right so i I guess that's it gives us an opportunity for the monsters to sort of interact without the you know the normie showing up and like you know souring everything yeah i mean normies are are boring right monsters are they're (laughs) the they're the stars of the show yeah so, like, we first of all, we meet, like, one of the doctor's ass- assistants who's named Yetch. Yeah. Um, and he is just a Peter Laurie impersonation. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, zombie Peter Laurie. <laughs> but uh, there's also a, a couple possibly problematic, but maybe maybe not, z- just zombies in the background. Zombie butlers, of course. Yeah, and they're definitely, like, of the old... Well, I guess, you know, like, you think of, like, Night of the Living Dead was when, like, the zombie as we know it really changed. And this is sort of, like, precursor zombies, the, like, you know, white zombie kind of zombies Mm -hmm. that are, like, uh, you know, voodoo-based zombies. So they've got, like, nose rings and stuff. And, yeah, it's, you know, it borders into cultural insensitivity. But, you know, that kind of zombie was what people knew at the time. Don't worry. We're going to get to cultural insensitivity uh, here in a moment uh, with a certain chef. But, uh, yeah, so, of course, (laughs) we can't let it get to the island. So uh, we have these weird biplane scooter things that these zombies are going to hop in and fly around and protect the island from whatever it is. Yes. To make sure it doesn't get here. <laughs> yeah, and so that kind of gives you a little hint as to who it might be, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so then we get, like, Dracula. He's flirting with Fran... Everybody flirts with, with Francesca. Francesca. Yeah, like, I mean... she... Uh, yeah, it's more insensitivity for I... sure. Like, she is just, like, you know... She's got a long list of things she could go to HR for, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think all of the monsters uh, take at least up close. I, maybe not the wolfman and the creature and the mummy. I think they maybe stay away from it. But just about everyone else, almost I think even uh, even uh, Fang's mate or the monster's mate gets at least a oh, crack yeah. or two in on her. Uh, Dracula gets a great line, though, and he says, Francesca, you've always been my type. Oh, negative. <laughs> oh, negative. <laughs> uh, blood jokes. Yeah. You gotta love them. <laughs> and yeah, this is this. So after that conversation, like I guess because Dracula flew, he gets there a little quicker. Then we get like the wolf man and the invisible man showing up and hunchback carrying in the sarcophagus. Um, and yes, then we get the very, very culturally insensitive stereotype that is the Italian chef, Mafia Machiavelli. His name is Mafia Machiavelli. Oh my God, that name is just... 
how awful <laughs> everything about that was gross but yeah he speaks in a stereotypical italian accent that i'm not going to do but part of me is like wanting to just because there's that evil part of my brain yeah i mean like he he makes uh you know mario look <laughs> look good right um <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he goes through all of the, the, the menu, and of course, you know, it's all, like, gags about, like, gross stuff and poison and stuff. So the salad is poison ivy with, like, arsenic dressing and, uh... Oh, oh there's three types. It's it's toadstools, poison berries, but the types are, of course, because monsters. Arsenic, cyanide, and <laughs> nitroglycerin. Uh, nitroglycerin, of course, being the one that'll, that's uh, worth a, a bang, I believe, Yeah, was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get, uh, they talk about some octopus soup. And of course, then a bunch mm-hmm. of like tentacles come out of the pot and sort of attack Yetch. Um, Yetch was sent in to like check on the dinner, see when it's going to be ready. And, and you know, mm-hmm. um, and really like this scene, it feels like it's just there to pad the movie a little bit because we never see the chef right. again. The, the nope. dinner doesn't really matter. It's just this one little weird thing. Um, and. Then we do get where Francesca sort of like overtly says like she wants to be the successor um, and, you know, kind of like Dracula kind of hints that he'd like to be the successor. Like clearly, you know, the rumor mills going, everybody knows Frankenstein is retiring and, um, you know, everybody wants wants the job. Yeah, this is kind of where the Game of Thrones plotting starts happening. And (laughs) honestly, it becomes rather intricate. There's a lot of double crosses. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it, it, it actually, you're like, oh, am I actually going to see a claymation murder from Rankin Bass? <laughs> it, it, it really, well, I mean, we will eventually, but not like this. <laughs> yeah, if, you've been, if you're watching Succession, this is like <laughs> claymation monster succession. Right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but then we get our next musical number. So we get like this rock band uh, of skeletons with like weird bowl cuts and they're called yeah it's, it's very beetles <laughs> the band name is but, little tibia and the phibias and the phibias oh, <laughs> come on yeah and they play this song that's just called it's the mummy and of course the mummy dances a bunch yeah we just have a weird mummy dance scene with uh the, the mate she just hops in and starts dancing with the mummy for a little bit yeah and then just, I guess there is a little bit of just the mummy dancing period at the end. But at the end of this number, that's when Francesca pulls Dracula to the side and starts plotting a little bit more about how they're going to deal with this flanking guy. Yeah, she's like, she's starting to come up with a plan and wants to, um, like, in fact, she's she pretty much like outright says, like, if you kill Felix, then I'm next in line and I will share mm-hmm. the secrets and the power with you. But, of course, Dracula being Dracula is not one to share power. So he has – I almost thought he literally said this out loud, but I guess it was internal his internal monologue where he's like, well, I could off you, then I would have the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get another musical number where Francesca, like, sings and dances with Dracula. Um, I guess it's their way Our of, time like, to shine. sealing the deal, sort of. Uh, and <laughs> – he asks what kind of monster Felix is, and she's like, oh, he's a human. He's like, oh, that's the worst, the worst. kind. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> uh, but, of course, their plotting gets spoiled as the, the mate stumbles in through a curtain. Yeah, so she, she like, you know, basically is like, now we're in on the deal, too. 
Um, and Dracula starts to threaten her, but then Fang shows up and just like picks him up. <laughs> it's a monster fight. Yeah. And he's like, don't forget I'm a count. Like be gentle. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we get uh, another pretty insensitive scene where Francesca and the bride fight. They immediately tear off each other's a literal dresses. Cat, a literal cat fight. Oh, they man. have the cat growling everything. Yeah, there's it's just so like awful. weird cat sounds in the background, and they're wearing like slips, but like they they've torn off each other's dresses, and it's right. Oh yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> That's the yep. scene where I was definitely like, this can't be for Ooh. children, right? Like, <laughs> Ooh, right. Um, but so their fight sort of rolls into the dining room, which sort of like is a catalyst for a food fight that like everybody just joins into. Um, and I, I, the rest of the monsters don't even really know what the fight's about, but everybody's just, but, you know, throwing food, smashing things. Yeah. You know, they're monsters. They don't need an excuse to, to break stuff. Right. And, they're just happy to be there. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And then, so like, then we get like everybody trying to sleep that night after, after the chaos of the dinner, uh, and they're all sort of like paired up in like funny combinations. See, I took this as more of a hangover. It, it was kind of like the day after because uh, it was kind of like blue skies, but maybe maybe it was the lighting. Maybe I didn't get that quite right. But yeah, as you said, everybody's paired up. Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, either either it's night or morning and they're still trying. Either way, they're trying to sleep. <laughs> Could be that the party went all night and it's now morning and they're trying to sleep. Uh, right. But you get like Mr. Hyde and the Gill Man. Um, and the gill man keeps like spraying him with Horking water, water. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of like the, the, it's like a snoring gag, you know, like the creatures mm-hmm. as, or the creature from the black lagoons asleep and like, is like spouting water in his sleep. Uh, and then you get the invisible man and the wolf man and the wolf is like howling in his sleep. Um, and the invisible- but at least the invisible man was very responsible and put a mask on the werewolf. Okay. That's that's something we all need to remember to do in these times. Yes. Uh, and then we get like the hunchback and the mummy and just, I can't remember what there's, it's another snoring gag, but I don't remember. Is it the, the, Oh, the mummy was like whistling uh, and like the raps were tickling the hunchback. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like Fang and the bride and, you know, so Mm. obviously like, of course they're paired up, uh, and then, so that then the Felix arrives. So it's like the next day. Um, so like he's on like a rowboat, I guess, because I don't know, because he's a human. It took him a longer time to row in or something, uh, or he right. just stayed on the boat for whatever reason. And yeah, maybe they were just like, "This is as close as we're getting to this wacky <laughs> island. This is it, buddy." And then we get Felix saying or mentioning that his uncle's name is Boris. So, (laughs) so uh, Boris von Frankenstein. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny. Like Boris Karloff is just an actor. That's just, although I, that's uh, like, I don't think that's his given name actually, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not technically like a monstrous name, but just because of, of him, it sort of has, you know, we had, we, you know, we talked about the monster mash a couple weeks ago, like, um, you know, Bobby Boris Pickett, like it's Boris has become like synonymous with Frankenstein, basically. Yeah, I, uh, his original name was uh, William Henry Pratt. Right. So you can see when he got into horror, of course, maybe maybe it just had a little bit more gravitas. Yeah. Boris Karloff. And um, so then we get more scenes of like 
Francesca and Dracula, they're scheming. They're in her room and she has a framed picture of herself, which I thought was really right. funny. <laughs> and that actually comes back later. It's it's like the, the Chekhov's gun of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. She has this sort of idea. So she takes Felix on a tour of the island um, and, you know, Dracula is supposed to like, you know, do the hit while they're out on the island somewhere. Uh, and we have all this great stuff where like, even though Felix is like this like sort of cowardly wimp he's sort of just like accidentally not scared of the monsters because of just the way things play out like he sees the mummy and he thinks he's like an injured guy and he like helps fix his bandages <laughs> like actually ties him to a tree in the process accidentally right. <laughs> uh and then they end up there's like they sit down for a picnic and like it's this great sort of like scooby-doo thing where like every time dracula tries to like swoop in and attack he like ducks to like get something out of the picnic basket and dracula misses and ends up crashing into trees and knocking his teeth out and everything yeah it's it that's a that's a great gag because at some point like like you said um felix is looking through the picnic basket comes up with a sandwich every time right like this happens four or five times but it's like dracula swings down to bite him at, at that just the right moment when he ducks into the, the the basket and like i was thinking of dracula literally on like a rotating branch yeah just swinging down each and every time yeah he's like upside down you know doing the bat thing and like just kind of swoops in and just Mm-hmm. does like loops over and over again basically but as you said he flies against a tree and busts out all four of his teeth <laughs> and of course they're just and, back later because you know it's a cartoon yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and and dracula i mean you know all draculas grow their teeth back real quick right sure is that how that works yeah it makes sense <laughs> okay <Sure. laughs> but yeah then uh then dr frankenstein decides to take felix on a tour of the uh, facilities such as the lab yeah so we get the we get to see the lab in action, we get to see the planes. Uh, and we find out they were built by Wilbur and Orville. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> not right. Frankenstein. No relation. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, so, and then that's when uh, Dr. Frankenstein tells Felix that he's retiring and that he's the head of the Worldwide Organization of Monsters. I love it. But he also, as he's doing this, he's kind of feeding his pets, uh, and there's a crate that says human fresh not flesh fresh and it does have flesh in it uh he feeds that to his like uh his uh, venus flytrap because of course you do yeah obviously yeah <laughs> and then we just get this whole another song we get all these weird little creatures that are right. just like you know just new to this movie they're all like little small critters of, of varying appearances and they, it's very goblin-like. Like, there's a bunch of different goblins, fantasy creature-like things. They don't come back. Yeah. They're just here for the song. Yeah, and they, like, uh, uh, Karloff even kind of sings along. It's sort of like a s- speak-singing thing. Like, they sing the verses, and he kind of, like, talks over the chorus or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, after it's finished, like, he says, you know, like, you've, you've got to, you know, you've got to take over. This is a family business. And Felix is kind of like, well, let me, you know, I need to think it over. Yeah. Where does he do his best fishing or uh, thinking? (laughs) Well, I gave you the answer right there. (laughs) Yeah. So he's looking for a good place to fish and decides to like go down to the moat. Um, And so this is, you know, a good second opportunity to continue uh, the attempts on Felix's life. 
By the way, Francesca tells Drac that he had three chances. He had way more than three chances to get to Felix. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like he probably had ten chances just when they were out right. in the woods. Easy. Uh, and, oh, but, but yeah, so before they, like, they're trying to talk about what to do, and Fang and the Bride show up, and, like, they decide they're going to get rid of Francesca. She's causing too much trouble. And, right? And, Dracula had this uh, double cross planned out. He was going to meet with Francesca, then the Bride and uh, Fang. And then they were going to deal do away with Francesca when the time came. But she manages to escape through a trap door and, like, mm-hmm. slides down. Uh, and then we cut back to Felix, who's now fishing. Um, and, you know, again, sort of, like, accidentally thwarts an attack by the gill man. He gives him fish. <laughs> I mean, come on. How nice is that? Yeah. And then we get... So we go back to, to the bride and Fang and Dracula, and they, like, decide... They're going to follow her down the trap door. Um, <laughs> they jump down and she has not tried to escape. She just went down the trap door and is just like staying in that room. <laughs> like, well, she's been writing a message, right? Yeah. And, and preparing something. <laughs> yeah, but like, she doesn't try to flee at all. She's just like hanging out. And so then they're like, uh, you know, they start to attack her again. And she uh, jumps out the window, landing in the moat um, <laughs> where, you know, there are all these alligators um, which w- seems like it could have been a good opportunity to catch Felix, but instead Felix ends up having to save Francesca. Saves her from the uh, the crocodiles and everything. Yeah, and so then, like, she gets in the boat, and she's kind of, you know, she's upset. She kind of loses it. She sort of, like, starts yelling at him. She's mad because, you know, he's her rival or whatever, but then he saved her. She starts crying. Um, she's kind of just... Uh, the next problematic moment. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Uh, you know, this is... this. You see this a lot in like noir movies, especially, but just like movies from this time. If a woman's crying, she's one. She's obviously hysterical. We got to use that term. Um, right. And then the the solution is to slap her, um, which he does a couple of times. Um, and yeah, I don't understand <laughs> why this is like such a cu- cultural touchstone. Like there, are so many movies so, that this happens, so wild. and it's like, uh, yeah, I mean. Never in a million years should you be slapping some any person, you know. No. And that, and, and, like, for any reason, but especially not as a cure for them being like in an emotional state. Like that, that's the, right. the worst thing. It's like no, I've, I I just tried. Someone just tried to murder me. Slap! You're being <laughs> you're being foolish about this. Really, really. Okay. <laughs> but of course, what happens when you uh, slap a woman after she's quote unquote hysterical? She's like immediately she calm and she falls in love and they kiss and it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. This, this, this is fine if you can look past these parts. It's just be aware that these parts are here. Yeah. And it's, ugh, yeah. Um, so then, you know, she sings him a love song after him, you know, slapping her. Yeah. Uh, Twice. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> And so she says, like, they need to escape. The monsters are all out to get them. So they, they need to, like, be on the run. Uh, and meanwhile, you get Dracula having, like, a meeting of the monsters. Um, you know, basically confirming what Francesca just said. Like, they're they're saying, like, we got to stop them. They're, you know, they're going to take our organization away from us. And, you know, we've got to do whatever we can. Yeah, this is kind of the, the anti-town meeting, though, right? Because, you know, at the end of the movie, you, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. It's like you, 
you're trying to stir up all the townspeople to go get the monsters. Well, now the monsters are stirring each other up to go get the humans. Wow. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, that. And now that you say that, that makes perfect sense because we've got this whole like island of monsters. It is this whole subversion where like the human is the outsider. Um, wow. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could contribute. <laughs> And then we get, um, so Dracula then like sort of manipulate, or they like vote and everybody's in favor except for Yetch and Dracula like sort of manipulates him with more sort of problematic stuff and is like, you know, you deserve Francesca. She should belong yeah, to she you. She should have been yours. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like patriarchal stuff throughout this movie. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but then we get back to Felix and Fran on the run through the island and we get like vines sort of attacking Fran and Felix has to save her again. Yeah. And he has these pills that he's been taking along with his, uh, I'm going to say asthma medication, but he calls it allergies and he, he gives one of the plants some pills (laughs) and I'm like, Hmm, okay. I wonder what this is. Is there any symbology here? But, uh, yeah, the, the plant spits Francesca out and then starts growing roses. <laughs> yeah, and, like, or it flowers. is. He talks about allergies, and then, like, he spritzes his I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, like, an inhaler, but it's more like a perfume bottle or something. Or, like, a. Yeah, yeah it's real weird. But, yeah, he takes. Every time he, like, gets. Has, like, his, like, asthmatic fit or whatever, he, like, spritzes and then, like, sneezes and takes some pills and coughs a little bit and then he's good. Yeah. I mean, I really thought he was going to turn into a monster at one point. I was like, ooh, okay, is this is this going to lead somewhere? And, well, no, it's just allergies and pills are <laughs> magic. So. Yeah. So once he, like, defeats the plant, then we sort of get, like, this, you know chase scene where like the monsters are now all in the forest as well or the jungle i guess and you know felix and fran are running and the monsters are after them and you know it's not like they're right behind them but you know it's sort of like they're being pursued um Mm -hmm. and eventually like fran sort of collapses presumably like from exhaustion um right and like felix is trying to help but then the wolfman and yet show up and they like grab her and carry her away and then, of course, after that happens, Felix is surrounded. But, of course, we finally get to see It. <laughs> and It is basically just King Kong. King Kong, y'all. <laughs> Literally, King Kong. That's it. That's why they call him It. They, I, I guess, why not Kong? I mean, was it, it wasn't copyright at that point, right? Or maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... If nothing else, they could have like said like the king or something, and like the king can't have yeah, possibly right? been copywritten. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, but no, it's not Pennywise. It is a giant ape. <laughs> and so then, like Kong picks up the monsters, picks up Felix. Then there's this sort of thing where it's like he's got all the monsters in one hand and Felix in the other, and Felix is trying to sort of like oh Francesca. He oh, doesn't have Felix. Oh, Felix escaped. Right. That's right. He, so he gets, yeah, Francesca in the other hand, and... Um, <laughs> because going back to the, the picture, he attacks the uh, castle first and sees, oh, he's just, he sees her photo and falls in love with that photo. Right, yep, I totally forgot to write, yep, that's exactly right. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, as, you know, as we talked about with all the, like, the Kong movies, like, you know, he sees yeah. the lady in the window, but in this case, it's just her picture, uh, but it leads to her... Um, 
Oh yeah. So that before he picks, so he, then you get to like Yetch. He's trying to kiss Francesca, and she's tied up. Yeah. So yeah, this is another part. Uh, it's just yeah, left and right. But yeah, you gotta love Kong. Just goes and just flicks, flicks him. him and like launches him across the island. So at but least course, at uh, least Yetch gets he, his come up. And so, well, of course, uh, Yetch can't let it just go, and of course, as he's going, he's he screams out "Oive!" and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when Kong like picks up everybody, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, he gets Fran, gets the monsters, um, and then Felix is like he runs into the doctor, and there's. <laughs> This scene that like is also kind of tasteless and doesn't really make any sense. And he's just like, I can't live without Francesca. I guess I'll just kill myself. And the doctor's like, don't kill yourself. I've got a plan. And he's like, well, I wasn't really going to kill myself. I didn't think anyone was listening. It's like, I don't know what the gag there is, but yeah. Yeah. Suicide humor is never great. Yeah. Um, So, but, so then the doctor's plan is that they're going to, you know, use the the planes to attack kong so i mean like you know again like this is the end of king kong like you've got planes flying around him and kong's like batting at him and but the doctor like talks to kong and sort of like I, i'm just completely ignoring the it thing it's just it's kong yeah um, kong yeah so he sort of like talks the talks kong into letting her go and is like you really came here for me like you're you're after me um, so, and so he like sets her down and, uh, he like blows her a kiss. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause everybody's got a hit on Francesca. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So but, yeah, at this point, you know what the doc's going to do. The doc has the potion. He's in the plane. He charges Kong slash it. And yeah, drops the vial and blows up everything. He even gives a speech that he's basically like, "You monsters were selfish, terrible." It's it's basically like he's he's talking down if if the audience was there, and like this was a very serious movie, this would be the point where it's like you are the bad guys, but it's like no, they're monsters. Of course, they're the bad guys. Yeah, and he's talking about <laughs> them being selfish and yeah. So he's like, "I'm done with everybody. The monster." The Worldwide Monster Agency is done. Yeah, and so he, you know, um, he drops the vial, it blows up, there's like a fireworks display. Um, right! <laughs> like, it's like literal, like, fireworks that they've, like, superimposed onto the footage. He basically drops the equivalent of several nukes onto this one island full of these monsters. And, yep, fireworks. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and so then um, Felix says that, uh, like, they get in a boat, they're leaving, and he's like, now we can go home and be married. Yeah, we can have the babies. Then Francesca starts crying, um, yeah. and he's like, what, you don't want to be married? And then we get, like, I guess the twist of this movie is that she's also a monster. She's a machine that, that was created by Dr. Frankenstein. Um, which then explains why at the beginning he called her a masterpiece. There's still a lot of sketchy conversations directed at Francesca, I was but at like, least in that case, yeah, <laughs> she was a creation. Yeah, and he did a good job. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Every time I hear that, and honestly, there was an episode of Creep Show that that pops up in as well, and I'm like, oh no, she's literally the work of art. She is the she is the thing that we're gonna talk about. 
Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's a robot, effectively. And, you know, so, like, of course, Felix is like, none of us are perfect, are perfect, are perfect. And so then it's like... Dun, it's, dun, dun! <laughs> he was a robot, too. Yeah. So, what? I mean, what a great ending. <laughs> yeah, it, that was actually a pretty good ending. Like, for all of the missteps in this culturally, like, this movie is really fun. It's It's... Got a lot of silly bits, but it like actually yeah. There's some gold in there. Yeah, it has some good sort of twists and turns, and you know, the the sort of subversion that you were talking about with like the monsters sort of being in the majority. It, it's like there there is heart, you know. Yeah. I I think if it was made nowadays, it would be better. Oh, for sure. And you know, I mean, if it does kind of feel like we're due for another sort of fun family friendly kind of monster movie, but we have not really had anything like that in in quite a while. I would guess like. I don't know, uh, Monster Squad might be the last thing I can think of other than like, you know, I guess like kids show Halloween specials and stuff like that. Um, but until we do get another one, you know, I guess what we have to look forward to is next week episode where five years after they made Mad Monster Party, Rankin Bass returned to this same well um, with the prequel movie, mad 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 monsters um which i'm super excited about because it is the first movie in our sort of run here um that i have not seen before um so i'm I'm super excited to check out mad 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 monsters uh i know it's i know it's a prequel i know it's animated instead of claymation and that's really all i know so i'm gonna be going in blind um definitely looking forward to that um, so I guess we will see you all next week with that movie. To be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. Yeah, this is a cursed episode, but yeah, I think we got most of what we needed. So yeah, the ending, like we can, yeah, I can, I can Frankenstein together <laughs> an ending. <laughs>